News at 6 o'clock. Kia ora, good morning. I'm Nicola Wright. Tokumaru Bay residents want more government action to improve rural roads. The Prime Minister visited the township north of Gisborne yesterday to see the effects of last week's extensive flooding. Hapu representatives told Jacinda Ardern whenever there's severe weather on the east coast, at least one community gets cut off. They're demanding the government upgrade roads, especially State Highway 35 that goes to Gisborne. Ms Ardern says the region has had provincial growth fund investment and work is going on to fix the big infrastructure problems. A campground manager in Tokumaru Bay is one of those in the small Tairawhiti town dealing with the second bout of flood damage in nine months. Lisa Muller runs the fish shop and the Tokumaru Bay Holiday Park. We had to evacuate a couple of our campers and brought them into our home. We were lucky that it didn't quite, our cabins and our shop are a little bit higher, um, so it didn't get in there, uh, just, yeah, ramped through our kitchen and our toilet shower block area. Lisa Muller says some locals have tried to get a ladder across the bridge on the highway, which has been torn apart by the flooding. Ukraine's military intelligence chief has warned that Russia is trying to split Ukraine in two, having failed to take the capital and remove the legitimate government. The BBC's Jonah Fisher reports from Lviv. Russia has said that its priorities are in eastern Ukraine. So, for example, if it did redirect uh, its efforts on the ground towards securing a bigger chunk of territory in eastern Ukraine, you could see a scenario where, as the, the head of military intelligence here said, that there was effectively two parts of Ukraine, the part that was effectively governed by Russia or some sort of Russian proxy leadership, and the rest of Ukraine. That scenario doesn't seem far-fetched. It remains to be seen whether Russia really is going to focus on eastern Ukraine as they announced on Friday or Saturday. We still haven't really seen anything on the ground which backs up that announcement. Wellington clinicians say the capital's youth mental health service is desperately short-staffed and has all but collapsed. Clinicians have told RNZ that there's been an exodus of staff from Wellington's child and adolescent mental health service. RNZ understands it's currently operating at about a third of normal capacity, blowing out wait times for patients. There's a nationwide shortage of mental health workers. The Wellington Youth Service says it's recruiting for eight full-time equivalent clinical vacancies for its team of 20. It says it has hired three people from overseas who start shortly and is working incredibly hard to fill the remaining positions. A former Foreign Affairs Minister, Winston Peters, has accused the government of neglecting the Pacific region. The comments come after revelations Solomon Islands is negotiating a security deal with China. The New Zealand First Leader says this country, Australia, the United States and Britain have not put enough effort into the region for decades. Mr Peters says he tried to turn that around with the so-called Pacific Reset, but claims the new government has not kept up the tempo. There are a lot of excuses that will be given, like the advent of COVID and economic circumstances, but the reality is when the arrival of COVID happened, we should have accelerated it, not backed off. The Foreign Affairs Minister, Nanaya Mahuta, has been approached for comment. A nightclub owner is asking why thousands of people can attend sports games, but numbers are still kept inside clubs and restaurants. The government scrapped outdoor gathering limits last week and lifted the indoor limit to 200 people. 
But Hyde club owner Mitch Ryder says the seated and separated rules mean his doors are still shut. It just seems to be saying, you know, go ahead with the big rugby games and stadiums with tens of thousands of people, but um, three or four hundred people in a, you know, intimate nightclub uh, for some reason is, is much more dangerous. I can't wrap my head around it, but um, we just need to roll with the punches and just hang in there until um, the restrictions are lessened. Mitch Ryder says the club can house only private functions until the traffic level is changed to orange. Central Otago will be watching the Academy Awards with anticipation as the power of the dog, which was largely filmed there, has 12 nominations. Dame Jane Campion has become the first woman to be twice nominated for Best Director, and the movie is nominated in most of the major categories. The $50 million Western psychodrama was filmed primarily in Otago, with the 5,500-hectare farm Brayside in the Ida Valley standing in for 1920s Montana. Philippa Pope farms the property with her partner Al McKnight and his brother Graham. She says they'll be popping open the bubbly and hoping for Oscar's success this afternoon. In sport, the Northern Stars have suffered the first loss of their ANZ Netball Premiership campaign, beaten 71-62 by the Southern Steel last night in Invercargill. Earlier, the Northern Mystics claimed a one-goal win over the Central Pulse in Auckland. Defending Supercars champion Shane Van Gisbergen completed a clean sweep at the Tasmania Super Sprint by winning last night's final race. Van Gisbergen leads the championship after two rounds. In cricket, England won their last group match in Wellington and West Indies benefited from South Africa's victory over India in Christchurch to reach the Women's World Cup semi-finals. The West Indies men clinched the Botham Richards Trophy with a 10-wicket victory over England in the third and deciding test in Grenada. Or Granada. Golfer Lydia Ko is in a tie for 15th following the third round at the latest LPGA Tour event in California. The Breakers basketballers were beaten 93-90 by the Taipans in their NBL clash in Cairns last night. And the All-Whites kick off their Oceania Football World Cup qualifying semi-final against Tahiti in Qatar in just under half an hour. That's the news. Incontinence. A lot of people have problems with it, especially nighttime incontinence, but no one talks about it. Anzacare does. They understand. Sleep is incredibly important, but when you or a family member has an incontinence issue, it can disrupt your sleep as well as the psychological effects. Relax. There are an amazing array of products that will help. Located right in Mahara Place, why can I? Dry Sleeper at Anzacare next to the old library. Or you can search Dry Sleeper or Anzacare online to find their website. Dry Sleeper by Anzacare products are not going to let you down. Eco-friendly, reusable, designed in New Zealand by a New Zealand-owned company. They're a great investment. If you are over the extra washing and need a product that is really absorbent, soft and discreet, visit Dry Sleeper by Anzacare. They care. Post Access Radio Weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post. And good morning, welcome to Monday, Monday the 28th of March, or last Monday of the month, isn't it? Seven minutes past six, not a bad day, and in fact this week looks pretty good. Weather-wise, doesn't appear to be any rain in the forecast at all for Hortofenua and Kapiti for this week. Today, morning cloud, then a fine day with light winds, maybe southerlies, 2021 expected. I see Levin got as warm as 23 Yesterday and 20 in Kapiti. So 2021 today will do 11 overnight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 
southerlies, 22 to 23. And then Wednesday again, partly cloudy southerlies, 23. Fine breaks for the last day of March on Thursday, light winds in 21. And then April Fool's Day, Friday, cloudy southeasterlies, 21. Now into Wellington, be prepared for the odd morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy and fresh southerlies. 17 in the capital today. And 19 for Manawatu, morning cloud then fine. Southeasterlies fresh for a while this afternoon. Going near the water out to sea, a little breezy towards Cook Strait, but no wind warnings. The situation, a complex low, lies east of Hawke's Bay, directing a strong southeast to southwest flow over the North Island, while the ridge lies over the South Island. From today, the low moves slowly to the northwest and fills. A trough approaches the far south from the west on Wednesday, moves up the lower South Island on Thursday. Out to sea locally, our Kapiti Recreational Marine forecast for today. Inshore waters from Waitadere to Pukerua Bay and out to Kapiti Island till midnight tonight. Southerly winds, 10 knots but variable 5 north of Otaki, rising to 15 knots but 10 knots in the north for a time this afternoon. Sea slight, morning cloud then fine. And tomorrow, southerly 10 knots but variable 5 in the north, becoming southwest 10 everywhere for a time tomorrow afternoon, partly cloudy. Next tide on the coast is high tide at about 25 to 8, and then low tide 10 to 2 this afternoon. Sunrise half past 7. It's getting late. It'll be earlier next week when daylight saving time finishes. But in the meantime, it's half past 7 this morning. Sunrise, sunset 20 past 7. It's a fairly fine morning. One or two stars, one or two cloudy bits, and a light to moderate southwesterly blowing. Pressure's high at 1,023, 80% humidity. It's 13 in Pukerua Bay, 14 in Paikakariki, 9 degrees in Otaki, and just a cool 7.5 in Levin this morning. But Foxton, 12.5, 12, 12 in Shannon, and 14 in Palmerston North. Into town this morning, Wellington City, moderate southeastly dry at the moment, 12 degrees in town. Waikanae, 13 and 14 in Potapuramu. <laughs> It's a little busier on the roads this morning than this time last week, maybe because of the relaxation of some of the rules and so on, more traffic. Not quite enough at the moment to cause any major disruptions at the merge point. It's all in the green at the moment at Mackay's as you head through there this morning. And no, Transmission Gully isn't open this morning, but it's supposed to be open by the end of March, isn't it? So maybe two or three days, not that many sleeps to go before Transmission Gully opens. So at the moment, it's all flowing fairly freely. looks fairly busy on State Highway 59. I can see there on the web cameras a lot of southbound traffic going through there, south of Fisherman's Table at the moment, and then light, light to moderate at best further south this morning. No other major problems that we are aware of. It's all looking good and dry. No problems further north, just the usual roadworks and bits and pieces here and there. A few extra roadworks maybe near this northern end of Transmission Gully. No other problems? No, nothing at this stage. Anything else, let us know. We'll keep you in touch. As far as the trains go, just spoken with train control this morning, and they say everything's running to schedule this morning on the Kapiti line. Again, there could be some cancelled services due to staff shortages through the day, but it looks like we have trains all day. No bus replacements scheduled at all this week again, so that's good news. The trains are on time. Capital Connection will leave at a quarter past six. Buses, coaches into town, running to time. Kapiti Coast Airport tells us here Chathams should get away at 5 to 7, taking off the wrong way into the southerly at Kapiti Coast Airport. Must be a direct flight by the looks of things, not stopping at Whanganui. 
Big board at Wellington Airport. Let's refresh that. Everything on time. Arrivals, departures, no cancellations at all this morning and early afternoon. Hooray. Ferry sailings, Bluebridge running to time. Inter-Islander again, just the Kaitaki. Set to sail this morning out of Wellington at 8.45. So that's it. We'll keep you in touch. Commuter information and traffic at Coast Access Radio. 12 minutes past six. We check the latest in world news now from DW Deutsche Welle. This is DW News live from Berlin. U.S. President Joe Biden escalates the rhetoric against Vladimir Putin. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. The White House scrambles to clarify Biden is not calling for regime change in Russia after he lays the blame for the war in Ukraine on the Russian leader. Also coming up on the show, blasts rock the city of Lviv close to the Polish border. Officials say five people are injured in multiple rocket strikes on a fuel depot. Ukraine's intelligence chief is warning Russia could be trying to split the country in two. And this 20-year-old is just one of the young Ukrainian soldiers killed in the fight against Ukraine. We meet his family and the village that's mourning him. Hello, I'm Claire Richards, and a very warm welcome to the show. U.S. President Joe Biden has delivered a fiery speech on the war in Ukraine, denouncing Russian President Vladimir Putin. Biden said the West was more united than ever in the face of Putin's aggression, but warned the world to prepare for a long battle. Speaking during a trip to Poland, he stressed the United States' continued support for Ukraine. A warm welcome for President Biden. His Polish counterpart, Andrzej Duda, greeted him with full honors. The two have not always seen eye to eye, but came together to stand against Russian aggression. Biden calling the Russian president a butcher. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. The White House was quick to clarify that Biden's comments were unscripted and that the U.S. was not calling for regime change in Russia. In their response, the Kremlin said it was not up to the U.S. but the Russian people to choose their president. Biden's unscripted remarks overshadowed the initial message that NATO is more united than ever before. Don't even think about moving on one single inch of NATO territory. We have a sacred obligation under Article 5 to defend each and every inch of NATO territory. Watching Biden's speech from the capital, Kiev, Ukrainian President Zelensky urged the U.S. and its Western allies to step up their military support, saying Ukraine needed more fighter jets, not more guns. Ukraine cannot shoot down Russian missiles with shotguns and machine guns, of which there are plenty in supply. It's impossible to unblock Mariupol without a sufficient number of tanks, armored vehicles, and especially without fighter jets. But so far, the U.S. has refused to send fighter jets to not antagonize the Russians. Instead, Biden pledged billions more in humanitarian aid and millions more for Ukraine's border guard and police. 
I want to bring in Suda David Wilp, a senior transatlantic fellow with the German Marshall Fund of the United States. A very warm welcome to the show. Thanks so much for taking the time. Um, we just heard in that report Biden promising more aid and support for Ukraine's police. Um, is that likely to satisfy Ukraine's demands? Well, Ukraine would really like to have a no-fly zone over its territory, but that's something that NATO doesn't want to do because it doesn't want to get involved in escalating the conflict and being dragged into a uh, war. But I think that the United States and its European allies are doing a tremendous amount in terms of supporting Ukraine because they realize that the fate of Ukraine determines um, the fight against autocracy, and also um, it relates to the preserving peace and stability on the European continent. Now, are we seeing a change uh, in terms of what the U.S. is willing to provide to Ukraine a month into the war now that Russia has failed to seize any major city? The United States has been a supporter along with Germany and other countries of Ukraine. Germany has been a financial donor uh, to Ukraine over the over a number of years, but now it's also stepping up lethal aid to Ukraine. It took a long time, but it's now um, being delivered. And the United States and other countries are going to look at, to look at ways to help um, Ukraine defend its skies with um, anti-aircraft um, uh, weapons, with um, anti-track uh, tank weapons, and also obviously medical supplies and any other items that will help Ukraine defend itself. And does it seem at this point that a no-fly zone is completely off the table for Washington? President Biden and NATO um, Secretary General Stoltenberg have been very clear about not imposing a no-fly zone because they don't want to have direct military contact with um, Russia. But, you know, I think that Biden's visit to Europe last week really spoke volumes. It shows that the administration is taking alliances very seriously with meetings with NATO, G7 and the EU, and also um, solid support for Ukraine. It was quite symbolic that President Biden met with the foreign minister and defense minister of Ukraine over the week weekend. And at the end of the day, this visit shows that the U.S. is um, back, as President Biden said, and um, that you, the U.S. is reinforcing its role in the world. Now, in Warsaw, uh, Biden this weekend called Putin a butcher uh, who cannot remain in power. The White House, of course, walking that back quickly. But do those words alone mark an escalation of sorts in the U.S. approach toward Russia? President Biden tends to think out loud, but... Yeah, I think Russia will use it for its own disinformation purposes. I don't think he implied that the United States wants it to get into the business of regime change at this at this moment in time. But I think he spoke the truth in saying that how can the U.S. and its allies fathom having normal relations with Russia when President Putin is at the helm of that country? And can you tell us a little bit more about what a disinformation campaign um, using that statement could potentially look like? Well, as I mentioned before, I mean, the United States has clearly said that it doesn't want to get involved militarily with the United with with Russia in a military conflict. And I think a regime change would involve, um, obviously, a military conflict. I think the aim of the United States and its allies is to help Ukraine defend its territorial um, integrity and its sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And what does this mean in 
bigger terms um, for transatlantic relations generally. I mean, can we see this purely as a reinvigoration of NATO? Well, it's really interesting that you say that because I think NATO has really received sort of a new lease on life. It has always been an important military alliance, but it's now more than ever acting as an expression of um, democratic values in terms of defending the rule of law and freedom. And NATO is doing everything it can to help um, reassure countries on the eastern flank. It's doubled its uh, battalion groups um, on the eastern flank. And it's not holding back members in terms of helping Ukraine um, by sending legal aid to the country. Okay. Suda David Wilt from the German Marshall Fund. I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show. And meanwhile, authorities in the western Ukraine city of Lviv are assessing the damage after the explosions there on Saturday. Rocket strikes on defense and fuel facilities left five people injured. The attacks came despite earlier signals from the Kremlin that it was shifting its focus to the Donbass region in the country's east. It is the third time Russian rockets have hit strategic targets in Lviv. The city had been a haven for displaced people since the invasion began. People scramble for cover as missiles hit Lviv on Saturday. The region had been largely spared major attacks by Russian forces. The sense of safety in the western city now shattered. So uh, we were uh, inside the epicenter when rocket uh, just came. So. Yeah, like after that, it was the first time. And after a couple of seconds, maybe 30 seconds, second uh, bombing, and everyone left to the shelters. I said to, to my friend that Nastya look at uh, this fire, what, 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 is, what it is, and then uh, we uh, heard uh, this the sound. sound of the, the explosion. We tried to hide uh, between the buildings. When the war broke out in Ukraine, tens of thousands fled to Lviv. It's close to Poland, which is a NATO member. The rocket strikes coincided with U.S. President Joe Biden's visit to Poland. Lviv's mayor says the attacks are a message from the Kremlin. I think with today's strikes, the aggressor wanted to say hello to President Biden, who is now in Poland, with Lviv just 70 kilometers away. I think the entire world must understand that the threat is extremely serious. People in Lviv must now decide if the city that was once their refuge is safe enough to stay in. And I'm joined now by DW correspondent Matthias Bullinger from the fairly empty streets of the capital, Kyiv. Uh, Matthias, Ukraine on Sunday accused Russia of trying to divide the country into two, akin to North and South Korea. Uh, what more can you tell us about this development? Well, at the basis of this is, of course, the scenario that Russia might now concentrate, uh, that Russia has understood it cannot conquer the whole of Ukraine and it might now concentrate to consolidate or to uh, make some gains in the east of the country and establish uh, either these uh, self-proclaimed republics there uh, uh, or even uh, incorporate these uh, places into Russia uh, and to permanently control uh, more territory in the 
east instead of trying to get control over the whole of the country or to somehow uh, have more influence on Ukrainian politics. That's, of course, one of the scenarios. I think the uh, North and South Korea um, um, uh, metaphor is uh, something that uh, is meant to illustrate this. We shouldn't take this too literally. Indeed, Russia signals already earlier this week that it will focus its efforts on the east of the country. Uh, but have we seen evidence of that happening already? Um, for now, that's hard to say because the east has seen heavy fighting. I mean, the city of Mariupol that we've been reporting on uh, that has been under siege, that has been uh, almost entirely destroyed, is one of the main centers of that eastern region. And uh, we've also heard a lot of uh, uh, fighting has been going on in other parts of this Donbass region, the two districts of Luhansk and Donetsk. And uh, it's certainly something that is going to continue. This is where uh, Russian uh, forces, of course, have been active since f for eight years now. And this is also where the Ukrainian army has a lot of uh, personnel and a lot of uh, material. And uh, it's definitely one of the, of the hotspots of this war, although it's maybe not the one that we see most in the news because it's hard now to uh, get to some of these places. Um, we are not sure yet uh, whether this has just been some announcement, maybe also a false, uh, uh, something that's, that's not going to happen, because we do still see that the Russian troops are, of course, here around Kiev, and they are in the south, but uh, in these two regions, south and around Kiev, it seems that the Ukrainian army is on the offensive, and uh, it could very well be that Russia will uh, try to um, freeze the war in these regions and uh, escalate in Donbass. Paint your roof, paint your house, call the Ko-Fi guys. Think you need a new roof? Then think again. Give your roof new life and new colour by the professionals for less cost. Fixit Roofing are exclusive Ko-Fi roofing agents for the Parerua and Kapiti districts. Fixit Roofing can paint your concrete tiles or iron roof and resurface decromastic tiles. We're specialists in pointing, mortaring, sealing leaks, replacing old nails and applying rust-kill treatments. With our roof inspections, you'll receive a full report with options. Let us install your new roof with guttering too. And our maintenance program will rid your roof, gutters, decks, pars of moss and lichen. Give Kelly a call on 04298 5172 or 0800 Kofi. Fixit Roofing Limited, a member of Roof Association New Zealand, are your Kofi roofing agents for the Porua and Kapiti districts. Roofing specialists for over 35 years. Call the Kofi guys. Call the Kofi guys. Coast Access Radio, welcome Monday, 28th of March, 27 past six. More news from PMN News at 6.30. Then we'll check the weather for the central region. More rain for the east coast coming. That's not good, is it? And have a look at today's Dominion Post. Sorry you missed out on the $28 million in Powerball. That went where? Somewhere to Auckland, didn't it? Oh, well, there's always next time. The name game. Lincoln. Come on, everybody. 
One of the pioneers behind the ASB Polyface says going virtual was a totally new experience, but hugely successful. The four-day festival wrapped up on the Cook Island stage on Saturday at the Manuko Sports Bowl. Mama Tupu Manapuri says watching the students give their all for Polyface more than made up for the empty stadiums. Students were well prepared. They were eager to be there. Didn't deter them. What I saw was the enthusiasm and their love for their culture and their language. They just love to give what they have and are prepared to do whatever they can for Polly. And the Ministry of Health says it's encouraging that new COVID-19 hospital cases are remaining well below the peak of five days ago. 848 people around the country were admitted to the hospital yesterday, compared with the peak of more than 1,000 cases on Tuesday. The Ministry of Health says it reflects the decrease in people needing hospital care in Auckland, Waikato and Bay of Plenty, which were some of the first regions to be affected by Omicron. And Pacific Health providers are preparing for long COVID despite a decline in community infections and hospitalizations. 32 out of the country's 223 COVID facilities are Pacific people. The CEO of the Fono Tevita Funaki says their plan is to ensure they have essential stocks available for the long term. 
It's about the level of preparedness and readiness of our families. There's a long tail in terms of the impact on our Pacific families. We're working to ensure that we stockpile some of those essentials and so there'll be future outbreak. But also the contact number for your GPs, your close contacts to key learning for us is ensure that there's um, preparedness of our family. And the leader of the Solomon Islands Opposition Party says the government's proposed security cooperation agreement with China reflects what he describes as a careless attitude. Matthew Wells says it would be preferable to enter into a security agreement only with like-minded democracies. The proposed agreement is outlined in a draft planning document which was leaked, leaked on social media. That lays down a framework which could permit China to deploy forces to protect the safety of Chinese personnel and major projects on Solomon Islands. And finally, a New Zealand-made Western movie shot mostly in Dunedin is heading to Hollywood's biggest night with 12 nominations. The Power of the Dog won Best Film and Best Director at the recent uh, Bifatars and uh, is widely touted to gain as much attention at today's academies. Dame Jane Campion has become the first woman to be twice nominated for Best Director and the movie is also nominated in most of the major categories. For more, you can visit pmnnews.co.nz. At a glass accident? Or perhaps the ranch slider doesn't? Slide that in, the rollers don't roll. Are your windows sticky? Or are they leaky? Leaking cold grass. Sounds like you need to call Simon of iGlaze. Simon is an NZQA accredited glazier. He does it all, glazing locks, rollers, hinges, seals, any and all windows, ranch sliders, glass maintenance, bathroom glass. He'll do it all. So give him a call, 021-2111-770. or pop into Olive Grove and ask Fleur, hey, where's Simon of iGlaze? Post Access Radio Weather, courtesy of Dominion Post. Good morning, time 26 to 7. It is Monday the 28th of March is here. It's a pleasant Monday. In fact, this week locally should be pretty good for outdoor events and activities. Today, morning cloud, then essentially fine weather. Light winds, southerlies predominating. Highs in the low 20s today, 20 or 21. Levin got as warm as 23 yesterday. Overnight, 11. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. And again, southerlies, 22 or 23. Much the same Wednesday, partly cloudy southerlies. Fine breaks. Thursday, light winds, 21. And then Friday, 1st of April on Friday, cloudy. Southeasterlies, 21. Into Wellington, the odd morning shower. Mostly cloudy, otherwise fresh southerlies. And 17 in the city today. In Manawatu, morning cloud then fine. Southeasterlies fresh for a while this afternoon and a high of 19. Central New Zealand today towards Whanganui, morning cloud then fine in southeasterlies and 22. Mainly fine day in Taranaki today, cloudier times south of the mountain and a possible morning shower there, southeasterlies 22. Wide at upper today, cloudy with the odd light shower. Southeasterlies fresh along the coast and 17. Hawke's Bay, steady rain in the Waidoa district, which is basically northern Hawke's Bay. 
Uh, briefly heavy in some places and the odd shower elsewhere, turning to rain in the evening. Southerly strong and exposed places 19 for Hawke's Bay. Blenheim and Marlborough today, partly cloudy, one or two light showers in places, southeasterlies and 19. Fine day in Auckland with a few clouds and southerlies and a high of 23. Christchurch, cloudy with afternoon fine breaks. Northeasterlies developing this afternoon, 18. Dunedin, cloudy with afternoon fine breaks. Northeasterlies and 20. If you're near the water out to sea, no gale warnings. A little breezy, but not quite to gale. Uh, no significant swell, just a slight sea in our inshore waters. Tide will be high in about an hour. And then low tide at 10 to 2. Sunrise at half past 7. Sunset 20 past 7 this evening. It's a mainly fine start to the day. Still the wind, a light to moderate southwesterly. Pressure fairly high at 1,023. 81% humidity. 13, Pukadua Bay, 14 for Paikakariki, 9.5 currently in Otaki Levin, just struggling to reach 8. 12 degrees, Foxton and Shannon, though, 12.5 in Wellington City with a moderate southeasterly. Waikanae, it's 13 and a bit, and 14 and a bit in Poroporamu. A little busier this morning than last Monday at this time, maybe slightly more people going back to work into the city. There's an encouragement for people to go back into the office. Uh, no major disruptions or delays at the merge point at Mackay's State Highway 59. No transmission gully not yet open. Probably only two or three more sleeps in theory. But at this stage, traffic's flowing reasonably well, but just fairly busy in places on the roads. Quite a lot of traffic south of Paikakariki towards Pukadua Bay on that stretch of State Highway 59, as it is now. No reports of crashes or accidents at this stage, and then flowing fairly freely. Otherwise, light, light to moderate coming in from the Hutt Valley and Petoni at this stage, and the roads still look fairly dry into the city. No other problems, really, just a fair bit of traffic as you head south of Poroporamu. But as I say, no major delays at the merge point this morning. Further north, just the usual bits of roadworks here and there to contend with, temporary speed restrictions. And further north again, looks like a nice day, central North Island Desert Road, expecting more rain for the Hawke's Bay and Gisborne area if you're heading that way. Please take care. Anything else, let us know. Train services pretty much on schedule, MetLink and Capital Connection all running pretty much to timetable. Again, there could be some disruptions later in the day due to staff shortages with COVID and so on. Expecting that, but expecting trains all week too, no bus replacements. No scheduled maintenance this week. Again, local buses are fine. Air Chatham should get away from Kapiti Coast Airport at 5 to 7 this morning. Direct flight to Auckland. Wellington Airport on the big board updating. That looks like everything's departing on time this morning. No cancelled flights showing. And the ferries, Blue Bridge and Inter-Islander sailing to their schedules. Our commuter information at Coast Access Radio, your local community access station. It's Monday, 28th of March, 22 to 7. We'll have a look at today's Dominion Post. Gosh, what a thick paper today. Wonder why. I'll have to open it up. I'll tell you why in just a moment. You're listening to my cousin Todd Zayner on Coast Access Radio. What's up, Doc? 21 to 7. Rock and roll. We need a bit of noise. First thing on a Monday. 
Wake up the neighbours, come on. Slowly starting to lighten up. Check that heartbeat. Check that pulse. Nothing like a bit of noise to get you going with the Doobie Brothers and the Doctor song. Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM and streaming www.coastaccessradio.org.nz 17 to 7. It is Monday, 28th of March. Good morning, Todd Zayner for breakfast. Yes, I'm here today for most of this week. I'm looking forward to Thursday because I believe Thursday is the date, isn't it? 31st of March, the Transmission Gully should be open. Supposed to be open by the end of March. Could be earlier. 
That'd be nice. I have to use it Thursday night, go into town. Let's hope. It's been a lot of work, particularly at the northern end. You've travelled between Poroporomu and Paikakariki. It's been a fair few detours around there. They're getting ready. Let's see. 17 to 7. We'll catch up with Nigel after 7. Bit of local sport also. Word of the day. Today's birthday list, it's actually an anniversary list today. A popular date to get married this 28th of March. Anniversaries today in history. A few other bits and pieces going on in the community today. Last Monday of the month. So it should be meeting day for the entrepreneurs at 50 plus, isn't it? Meeting at Poroporomu Library. More about that later. Today's Dominion Post, I said it was a very thick paper if you're getting the paper today. There's a couple of big, big lift-outs when you open it up. There's a big travel lift-out today and something else called the Monitor. And there's so some good reading once you get to the paper. There you go. That's pretty normal. Front page says this. Kainga Order moves to evict family a week after month's mother's death. And the headline says eviction will rip family apart. So quite a big story, pages one and two, about that and the family. Also, council looking to block appeals over district plan. Wellington City Council wants to fast-track its biggest rulebook rewrite in more than 20 years. So that's on the bottom of the front page today. Page two, harder than ever to recruit science teachers, educators Say, a quote from the Secondary Principals Association president says, staffing is again becoming very challenging. There's a lot. I may be able to go overseas as well. Let's read about that on page two. Page three, more rain for the East Coast. Tairafati on alert again. Prime Minister was there over the weekend. Gosh, they've just... Had it bad, and there's, yes, more to come in the forecast for the next two, three days. And you may have seen on the Sunday program and on the news last night about the top twins. Well, there's a story in the paper, top twins reveal their shared battle with breast cancer. Bottom of page three. Also, diesel thefts, slow efforts to reconnect communities in Tairafati on the east coast. That's sad. Police investigating the report of an attempted carjacking in Wainuiamata early yesterday. And police have confirmed a second person has died following a crash at the intersection of Roberts Line and Napier Road, Palmerston North, on Saturday. Pages four and five. Foo Fighters have cancelled their current tour in South America following the death of their drummer, but no information at this stage about their concerts in New Zealand in December. And there's the lotto numbers if you're checking. No local winners, first or second division. Yes, the big one went somewhere in Auckland, didn't it? Not bad. Pages four and five. Tributes flow for fat studies researcher. It's a very sad story. Kat Pause was her name. She was involved quite heavily in Access Radio in Manawatu, of Manawatu People's radio and presented a program called Friend of Marilyn. So read about that. That's quite a sad story. Pages four and five. World War II treasures could see light of day in Marlborough, the Heritage Museum there. 
Kiwis with rare disorders, isolated and traumatized. That's on page four. Page five, fledgling parakeet, sign of future hope. Vibrant bird life. Sunflower eases travel for those with disabilities. Find out what that's all about. More news on page six. Powerless to protect abuse victims. Domestic abuse story on most of page six. And no rush for public servants to return to office. Public sector agencies are in no rush to bring their workers back into the offices. Although a lot of people in Wellington saying come back quickly because... Other businesses like cafes are struggling. So that's on page six of the paper. Page eight, incubator backs planet-saving ideas. Read about that. The My Wellington feature continues this morning. Wellington, a hotbed for kindness. Read why. And Wellington's Milkgate... On agenda as silly law challenged. Wellington's creative voice on page 9 of the paper. Susie Wiles' opinion piece this morning, page 11. And the business news on letters to the editor. Not too many letters in the edit- to the editor today on page 16. Kaz Carter has an opinion piece on page 17. A lot of sport as you get on a Monday. Back pages, changes at top for ferns as in the white ferns. Sophie Devine unsure if she wishes to continue as captain. Coach Bob. Carter has stepped down. That was expected anyway. So we're into the semi-finals now. Basin Reserve. I'm going to take the day off. Australia and West Indies. It's Wednesday and then Thursday, South Africa, England. What a game last night. It was a no ball, wasn't there? Or virtually the last ball. India just about <laughs> could have made it, but they didn't. So more about Bob Carter's departure as the coach of the White Ferns. Bit of motorsports, snow sports. Bit more about cricket. The Black Caps. Mark Chapman has COVID. Golf and football, netball, mixed martial arts. I've got my opinions about that sport. Uh, rugby as well. Gosh, what happened to the Hurricanes, eh? Super Rugby Roundup, more football than motorsport, racing, rugby league, warriors. <laughs> so it's all there in the Dominion Post today, and as I say, the big lift-out's making the paper really thick today. Get you on post from good outlets, please. Thank you. Ten to seven, Coast Access Radio for a Monday, a pleasant Monday, around... Most of Hortofino or Kapiti, Tanya says, she thinks she heard the Capital Connection sneak past. It's a bit further away from where she used to live. As far as we know, it's on time, the Capital Connection, that's good. Metlink services running pretty close to time as well. Busy out and about on the roads, but no major delays, no accidents or crashes. Flowing freely and merging at Mackay's. Hopefully by the end of the week, we will we'll never have to say that again, ever. And transmission gully opens. When not if.
Nine minutes to seven. It is not a bad day for autumn. In fact, this week should be pretty good right through if you're doing outdoor events and activities. No worries, eh? It's the hoop. Kids are all right. Last time I checked, they were <laughs> still. And the grandchild, the Who, Coast Access Radio five to seven. Speaking of family, over the last week or two, I've been talking a little bit about my family heritage. I'm not big as far as family trees are concerned. I haven't really done the genealogy side of things much, but it was interesting to hear from my cousin. Our common grandfather was born in Odessa which these days is in the Ukraine, but when he was born it was Russia. So the heritage that we had, and I thought I'd want to find out a bit more about the other side of the family. Well, I've heard from my Uncle Joe, who's sort of the last 
remaining of that generation of my parents' generation. So I'll share a little bit about that, maybe after seven this morning in my heritage. Maybe I need to brush up on my Russian. Mm, five to seven it is. Every Ryman Retirement Village is a vibrant community where you can make new friends and feel safe and secure around the clock. Our Charles Fleming Village in Waikanae offers independent and assisted living, rest home, hospital and specialist dementia care. Whatever you're looking for in a community, you'll find a warm welcome at Ryman. To find out more, search Charles Fleming Village or call Wendy on 293 1390. Four to seven, Coast Access Radio. Stand by for our seven o'clock RNZ News and Sport. We'll update weather and traffic for you. Oscars Day today, isn't it? They're showing those live. They normally do on one of the channels somewhere. I believe it starts one o'clock this afternoon, New Zealand time, the Oscars. And there's a lot of interest with Dame Jane Campion and so on. So I guess we'll be waiting eagerly. Oscars for New Zealand to put us on the map once again. We need to be put on the map. So far, so good for this Monday. Don't write songs like this anymore, do they? The stylistics. Prince did a version of this. Here's the original. Betcha by golly, wow. What a title, Coast Access Radio. Cheers! 
RNZ News at 7. Good morning, I'm Nicola Wright. Residents in the small town of Tokumaru Bay, north of Gisborne, are calling for the government to step up its action to improve the region's roads. The Prime Minister visited the town yesterday after last week's serious flooding. Our Taira Fitzi reporter Tom Kitchen was there. Hapu representatives told Jacinda Ardern every time there's a severe storm on the east coast, at least one community gets completely cut off. They're fed up and they're demanding a lot of investment from the government to upgrade roads, especially State Highway 35 into Gisborne. Jacinda Ardern says the region's had plenty of money from the Provincial Growth Fund, but she admits there are big infrastructure problems. She says a lot of work is going on to fix them. The Defence Force is sending a small crew today to assess what help is needed for the Gisborne area. Emergency Management Minister and local MP Kiritapu Allen told Morning Report a clear message from locals is that they are exhausted and need extra hands to help with welfare needs and clean-up. She says schools and elderly communities have been particularly affected and many people are still isolated from services. Kiritapu Allen says the Defence Force crew will spend today and tomorrow assessing how many extra crews might be needed. The American Secretary of State is denying that the president is calling for regime change in Russia. Speaking in Poland, Joe Biden described Vladimir Putin as a butcher who should not be allowed to remain in power. The U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has been trying to clarify the remarks. The president of the White House uh, made the point last night that, quite simply, uh, President Putin cannot be empowered to wage war uh, or engage in aggression uh, against Ukraine or anyone else. As you know, and as you've heard us say repeatedly, we do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, in this case, as in any case, it's up to the people of the country in question. It's up to uh, the Russian people. The French President Emmanuel Macron has also distanced himself from Mr Biden's comment. Wellington clinicians say the capital's youth mental health service is desperately short-staffed and has all but collapsed. Since last year, patients have been facing long waiting times as demand ramped up amid a lack of clinicians. Hamish Cardwell reports. Clinicians have told RNZ that since last year, the situation in Wellington's Child and Adolescent Mental Health Service has deteriorated significantly with an exodus of staff. RNZ understands the service is currently operating at about a third normal capacity, blowing out wait times for patients. There is a widespread nationwide shortage of mental health workers. The Wellington Youth Service says it is recruiting for eight full-time equivalent clinical vacancies for its team of 20. It says it has hired three people from overseas who start shortly and is working incredibly hard to fill the rest of the positions. The National Party has pushed back against suggestions New Zealand has neglected its Pacific neighbours, leaving a vacuum for China to fill. It's been revealed Solomon Islands is negotiating a security deal with China that could allow Beijing to station military forces there. New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters, also a former foreign minister, says the region has been underserved by New Zealand for decades. But Nationals Foreign Affairs spokesperson Jerry Brownlee says the country's foreign aid budget is about right. When you've got a, a massive economy in China, their ability to buy influence, the checkbook, and in this case, foothold potentially, is so much greater than we could ever compete with. The Foreign Minister Nanaya Mahuta is set to travel to Fiji today, her first trip to the region in the role. 
A COVID modeller says hundreds more people could die in the first wave of the Omicron outbreak. The total death toll in New Zealand of people with COVID stands at 258 and has averaged 12 a day in the fortnight. Michael Plank from the University of Canterbury in COVID modelling Aotearoa says he expects that rate to continue for a few more weeks to reach a total of between 300 and 500 deaths. Because although it looks like cases have peaked, um, deaths are lagged and so... The deaths that we see in the coming weeks are, are, in most cases, people who were infected previously, you know, before now. Michael Plank says the daily toll is at the lower to middle end of projections, but new COVID variants or second waves could affect the numbers. The union representing frontline officers is calling for more weapons training for police. The police are facing criticism over the high rate of fatal police shootings and concern about their firearms policies. Police Association President Chris Carhill says just one of the 16-week police college courses focuses on firearms and officers want more training. But the Police Commissioner Andrew Costa says the weapons training officers currently get is enough to equip them with the basics. Central Otago will be watching the Academy Awards with anticipation as The Power of the Dog, which was largely filmed there, is up for a pack leading 12 nominations. Dame Jane Campion has become the first woman to be twice nominated for Best Director and the movie is nominated in most of the major categories. Timothy Brown reports. As New Zealand moved out of lockdown in mid-2020, Dame Jane set about producing The Power of the Dog with a host of Hollywood stars. The $50 million Western psychodrama was filmed primarily in Otago, with the 5,500-hectare farm Brayside in the Ida Valley standing in for 1920s Montana. Philippa Pope, who farms the property with her partner Al McKnight and his brother Graham, says it was surreal taking part in the movie. She says they'll be popping open the bubbly and hoping for Oscar's success this afternoon. In sport, the All-Whites are currently playing Tahiti in their semi-final at the Oceania World Cup qualifying tournament in Qatar. A short time ago, the score was nil all in the first half. Defending Supercars champion New Zealander Shane Van Gisbergen has taken this season's overall lead after completing a clean sweep at the Tasmania Super Sprint. The Red Bull Holden driver won last night's final race to become the first driver to win all three races in Tasmania since 2005. The car's been really good all weekend and yeah, just can't thank the guys enough. And Each race we had to work for it. Some more good passes there and I hope it was good to watch. And um, yeah, I'm pumped. Van Gisbergen leads the championship after two rounds. The Northern Stars were beaten 71-62 by the Southern Steel in Invercargill last night to fall to their first defeat of the ANZ Netball Premiership season. In cricket, England won their last group match and the West Indies benefited from South Africa's victory over India as both advanced to the Women's World Cup semi-finals. And the Breakers basketballers fell to a 93-90 defeat to the Taipans in their NBL clash last night in Cairns. That's the news. Hi, this is Jean from Cavity Coast Property Management. Are you aware of all the legislation required with your investment property? Not just insulation and smoke alarms, but now heating, ventilation, moisture ingress, drainage and draft stopping. Let me manage these burdens for you. 18 years experience with great fees and service. Contact Jean on 027 682 5399 or check out the website on www.kcpm.co.nz. Post Access Radio Weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post.
Good morning. Welcome to Monday, the 28th of March, eight minutes past seven. It is, should be a fairly fine week weather-wise, certainly dry. Today morning cloud, then fine. Southerly winds predominating and highs in the low 20s, 20 or 21. Levin apparently had 23 yesterday, 20 in Kapiti, 11 overnight tonight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, again light southerlies, 22 or 23. And Wednesday, much the same, partly cloudy southerlies, 23. By Thursday, the last day of March, fine breaks, light winds, 21. And then Friday's 1st of April, April Fool's on Friday, cloudy southeasterlies, 21. Mostly cloudy in Wellington today, the odd morning shower in fresh southerlies, 17 for the capital today, and a 19-degree day for Palmerston, North Manawatu, morning cloud, then fine southeasterlies, fresh for a while this afternoon. Near the water out to sea today, it's breezy, but no gale warnings. Let's check our marine forecasts, our Kapiti recreational area, for the inshore waters from Waitereere to Pukurua Bay and out to Kapiti Island till midnight tonight. Southerly winds of 10 knots, but variable 5 north of Ōtaki, rising to 15 knots, but 10 knots in the north for a time this afternoon. Sea slight, morning cloud, then fine. Tomorrow, southerly 10 knots, but variable 5 in the north, becoming southwest 10 knots everywhere for a time in the afternoon, partly cloudy. Cook Strait today, southerly 30 knots, easing to 20 this afternoon, rough sea easing, long period southerly swell in the Strait of a metre. It'll be high tide in about half an hour or so, and then low tide 10 to 2 this afternoon. Sunrise, half past 7. This morning it'll be earlier next week when daylight saving time finishes. Sunset, 20 past 7. Currently a fairly fine morning, a few scattered clouds, but generally it's fine. We have a relatively light wind from the south-southeast. Pressure still 1,023, 80% humidity. And around the place, 13 for Pukurua Bay, 14 in Paikakariki, 9.5 in Otaki. Levin just touching 8, 7.5 actually, 12 degrees for Foxton and Shannon. And Palmerston North at the moment, 14. Wellington City, it seems dry. Currently moderate southeasterly, 12.5 in town. Waikanae, 13.5 and, and Poroporomu at the moment, it's 14. On the roads, steady traffic hitting southbound, but no major disruptions that we can see at the moment. Flowing fairly freely south, Hortofenua Kapiti, south of Poroporomu on the Raumati Straits, and seems to be merging fairly well at the merge point at Mackay's. State Highway 59 looks fairly busy this morning, though. Transmission gully not open yet, hopefully later in the week. It will be maybe by Thursday, seems to be the consensus, which is the last day of March. But at the moment, flowing fairly well and no major disruptions or delays. Roads mostly dry through the area. Oh, maybe one or two little showers I can just see now on the web cameras. Newlands Johnsonville way this morning. Okay, maybe a tad damp as you get to town. Moderate flows coming in from the Hutt Valley and Petoni. A little bit more than last week. So take here. Apart from that, no other problems. Looking good further north if you're heading that way. Central North Island Desert Road. Just beware if you're heading towards the Hawke's Bay and the Gisborne area. Areas plural. Still some road closures around the east coast Tairafiti area. And they're expecting more rain through there too. Oh dear. So take care. Thank you for those letting us know. Train services seem to be pretty much on schedule. Metlink on the Kapiti line at the moment, expecting, again, some disruptions, one or two cancellations in the afternoon due to staff shortages. But the morning trains all seem to be going on time. Capital Connection coming down on time.
buses are scheduled. Air Chatham's getaway this morning at 5 to 7 from Kapiti Coast Airport. It was due to, looks like it's a direct flight, not stopping at Honganui. Still showing as scheduled on the board there. Wellington Airport on the big board. Arrivals and departures at the moment. All pretty much on time. Really? Don't see the word cancelled anywhere this morning. Some slight delays with some arrivals, but generally no other problems to tell you about. And the ferries, Bluebridge as scheduled, and just the one passenger sailing for the inter-islander, the Kaitaki, due to depart at a quarter to nine from Wellington. Commuter information here at Coast Access Radio, your local community access station. Good morning, 12 minutes past seven, Monday. Today's Monday, today's Monday. Monday is washing day, is everybody happy? You bet your life we are. You're listening to Todd Zena for breakfast. Thank you, Matt. Rest in peace. Six years ago today.
Love sneaking up on you. So are a few holidays like Easter and Anzac Day. They're sneaking up on us in the not-too-distant future. Blimey. Time flies. And speaking of time, we turn our clocks and watches and timepieces back an hour this coming weekend, first weekend of April, when Daylight Saving Time finishes. So make the most of it this week. Bonnie Wright at Coast Access Radio for Monday, 16 past 7. Todd Zayner for breakfast. Hope your weekend went well, whatever you got up to. Fairly pleasant, wasn't it? Despite a bit of wind around the place, that pesky old southerly. You're heading east of the divide. A little damp and wet in places. Hawke's Bay, Gisborne again getting more rain. Rain watches in place again. But damp towards the wider upper too. 17 past 7, we'll catch up with Nigel Hopkins shortly. Local sport from the weekend. Details about that after 7.30, plus the word of the day, the birthday list. It's more an anniversary list today. And then today in history, 28th of March. I've been doing a bit of historical reading about the family after it was revealed by my cousin Rick, our common grandfather, was born in Odessa which is these days in Ukraine, what's going on there at the moment, so on. And our common grandmother was born in Poland. On the other side of the family, I got quite a detailed list from my Uncle Joe in Florida, who's the last of that generation, my mother's younger brother. Uncle Joe, who's still alive, turns 89 in June. He tells me that his mother, so my grandmother on my mother's side, name was Claire, was born in Russia, and she had an older brother named Charles I didn't know about, which would have been my great-uncle, both born in Russia and at a very early age sent to the United States. Uncle Joe says his grandparents, which would have been my great-grandparents, were born in Austria. on his father's side and on the mother's side so his mother's grandparents were both born in Russia both of them so Russia Austria, Ukraine, Polish blood all mixed in me somewhere quite a comprehensive list as to who is from where and so on me. It was quite something. Apparently, he said his was it his grandfather, my great grandfather, was the mayor of a small village somewhere in Russia too. So there's local politics, Eastern European, all mixed in me somewhere. Explains a lot, doesn't it? So thank you, Uncle Joe. Quite a history of the Zayner side of the family on my father's side, which was actually called Rilo. And then the mother's side of the family, which is Birnbaum. We're all mixed, aren't we? A big melting pot. 20 past 7 it is at Coast Access Radio for a nice-looking Monday Monday. Making you smile. It's Daryl Hall and John Oates. Sarah Smile. 
here a doctor in the house baby hair with a woman's eyes I can feel you watching in the night all alone with me I were waiting for the sunlight when I feel cold you warm me and when I feel I can't go on you come and Those Hall and Out songs you don't hear as often as some of the others. Sarah Smile, that's good. One of their early ones, Daryl Hall and John Oates, Coast Access Radio. Nice day, 23 past seven it is. Today's the last Monday of the month, so that means it's networking day for the entrepreneurs at 50 plus with Angela Robertson and Cliff and company. Very few people go to this meeting on the last Monday of the month. If you if haven't heard about it, if you're 50 years of age or over, Maybe you intend to start a business or you've just started one. Well, you're invited to come along and expand your network and learn with and from others in the community. So they're meeting this evening, usually on the last Monday of the month. They meet at Potapotamu Library in the meeting room from 6.30. Special guest speaker for you for tonight is Liz Coe. Liz knows her onions, doesn't she? Liz Coe, talking about your client database, is like gold so get along no membership fees just share ideas and get support and network with like-minded people entrepreneurs at 50 plus network meeting 
from 6.30 to about 8.30, Potapuramu Library, just a $5 donation for the hireage of the room and so on. Get along and enjoy that, please. 24 minutes past seven now. Hi, Owen here from Auto Super Shop Cavity. Some may know us as Woodman Automotive, Mahi Street, Waikanae. I've been in the game now for over 50 years, and together, our team, we've got over 150 years of experience in our workshop, and with the latest tools and diagnostics to really look after your vehicle. Remember us, Auto Super Shop Cavity, 04293 7651. It's the place to stop your Auto Super Shops. 725 Coast Access Radio, a reminder from our friends at Dementia. Wellington Dementia Essentials have some more opportunities for you to find out about dementia. They've developed a series of seminars answering the most common questions that we get asked about dementia, what we need to know, and almost back to some sense of normality. Now, every topic presented by a subject matter expert. So the first particular seminar is coming up on the 5th of April, not that far away next week, Understanding Changed Behaviour communicating effectively as well and a few others more details you can find out on the dementiawellington.org.nz website or get hold of sheena at dementiawellington.org.nz and sheena is part of our neighborhood here in waikanae in mahara place 25 past seven at coast access radio on a nice day nigel's turned up morning nigel yeah, nice, nice to see you oh, nice to see you too yeah, gosh what a weekend wasn't it was it oh that wind drove you mad but however it was fine well yeah you get that a bit more in waikanae than we do yes, it wasn't yes. i mean it was bad but it's not as bad as the east coast it's dreadful up there as far as Shocking, weather yeah. and rain and there's more of that to come yeah. too see it blew the fence down over here by the medical center yeah someone said that was it last week yeah last um, friday yeah, when big, it was blowing a hurricane yeah a big fence yeah. there is that what that was yeah. yeah you been to the new toilets yet no i haven't no. needed to no have you? I was, I was sure? going to give it a go on Friday, but there seemed to be not much action around there, so perhaps they haven't reopened them as yet. I'm not sure. No, they were talking about opening them last week, weren't they? Yeah, end of last week, which by Friday hadn't been opened. Mm. I suggested Tanya go and try them out, but she didn't have time. Oh, she didn't have time. <laughs> oh, right. She had other things on her mind. As you do, mm. I suppose. So that was it. What else has been going on? Oh, thanks for well, that. I thanks think for... we've lost the America's Cup. It looks like it's gone to Spain, which is a sad thing. Yeah. It'll cost the country thousands, millions, and cost Auckland millions too, and they couldn't uh, really do without it. They need it. But however, that's gone. Yeah. And that cricket last night, South Africa and India, the women's game, what a game. Yeah, what happened on that last ball? It was, a, it was a no ball. No ball. Her heel was just off the ground, the mark. So yeah. South Africa needed three off one ball, and then they looked at it and said, no, actually now you need two off yeah. two because it was a no ball and a free hit. And they caught her off that no ball. Yeah, but she could still run. Yeah, but yeah. they would have caught her and she'd been out. Well, she wouldn't have played that shot. Yeah. What had a... not been... Well, she wouldn't have known about it. Oh, yeah, no, no the, the, the ball before, the ball that she bowled no ball... Um, oh, I see. She was caught off that on the boundary. So that would have mean she's Oh, out. I understand what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, but then uh-uh, somebody said, no, sorry, no ball. What yeah. a game, though. Wasn't that exciting? Oh. Yeah, it was exciting. The whole thing's been exciting, <coughs> generally. Well, yeah. Well, as a, as a yeah, generalisation, yeah, the, the yeah. World Cup's been exciting, yeah. apart from New Zealand's so close, but so far. So close. 
so close. I mean, oh, I see. You know, we lost by one wicket against you know England. We we should have beaten the West Indies in the first game. Shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. Yeah. Well, coach has gone, so that might help. Um, he would have gone anyway. News, he would have gone anyway. He said he was going to go anyway at, at the All end right. of this. So, Fair enough. Done a good job. Well, what difference does the coach make? I mean, well, he could have pl- those girls a bit fitter for a start off and learn how to catch a ball. Yeah, but that the players at that, uh, at, at that <coughs> level, they're professionals. They should know what they're doing. Yeah, they're paid to do that. Well, that's what the coach is about, you see. I don't need see. a coach for that. It's, yeah. oh. We'll put your name forward as a coach for the women's team, okay? Yeah, thanks. No. Right, right. Great win by Moana Pacific on Friday night against the Hurricanes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what happened there? They had so many players marched off and 13 penalties against them in the first 25 minutes. I thought, this is all going to be all over. Unbelievable. And then they come back and win it. Yeah, in, Boy, in extra time. I'd hate to be playing against those Moana Pacific teams. They've got another game tomorrow, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, because Tuesday. They've got, a, they've got a catch-up game against mm. the Blues. They'll turn up. There'll be a big crowd there tomorrow night. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I won't get the crowds to other rugby games, I'm quite sure. Have you, sort, have you sorted out what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to wear masks, not masks? You can wear masks, yeah. But not at the games, I don't think you need to worry. You don't have to wear them outdoors anymore, do you? I watch scan the... QR codes and things. You can forget about that. Uh, I watched the AFL on Saturday night late. Uh, it was a game, and there was 90,000 people there, and you couldn't find a mask in amongst the crowd over in Australia. Oh, was that that game, was that that game that, that thousands rushed onto the field? Uh, that was, was another game. That was another one. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. So, you know, we've got to learn to live with this now. And the Warriors had a win. Yeah, no. That was good. Surprising, eh? Great stuff. And the Phoenix won in the last overtime. Well, that was, yeah, there too. Yeah, Yeah. my goodness. What a weekend of games. And the Breakers lost. They could have have tied it. They haven't had much luck this year, have they? No, no. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's it, really. I might as well go home. You may as well. Giving you all the sports news. Yeah, well, that's the (laughs) the important stuff, the local sport after 7.30. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Word of the day. Fair enough, too. Lots of anniversaries today, too. A lot of people got married on this date. Oh, why? Why? (laughs) 28th of... I can't. What are we 28th of March. March? Uh, It may have been Easter. I don't know. Nine months when? prior to that, that's three, three, no, six. Nothing years. to do with nine months oh, prior to that. I see. <laughs> There's a capital connection going through. Oh, good. Thank you. Right. Right. Okay. Nigel Hopkins, more from him after 7.30 at Coast Access Radio. It is 7.30 now. Health leaders are encouraging families to get their flu jabs early ahead of winter. Clinical Director Dr. Andrew Old says that COVID infections may appear to be on the decline, but warns that we are not over the worst. COVID-19 will be with us for some time yet, and the combination of COVID along with flu and other diseases such as RSV and the potential for typhoid or measles could create significant pressure for our health system in months to come. I strongly encourage you to get your flu vaccine if you're eligible and make sure that your child immunizations, especially the likes of MMR, are up to date. And going virtual did little to dampen the enthusiasm of hundreds of students performing for this year's ASB Polyfest. Long-time judge on the Cook Island stage, Mama Tupo Manapuri, says performing without the crowds was different. She says that finding a new way of navigating COVID-19 sets a new benchmark for Polyfest. We have tried to see what we can do on this new platform of having virtual. This is one way it can be done. For me, you know, performing in front of no one, you're on there and talking uh, to the crowd is something new. It's another way of learning. 
and to the Pacific, a draft agreement on security cooperation between the Solomon Islands and China is raising some concerns about transparency. The draft, which was leaked on social media, sets out a framework which permits China to deploy forces to protect Chinese personnel and major projects in the Solomon Islands. Dr. Anna Powell of Massey University told RNZ that there are also concerns about the flow of information to the media and public. That suggests that there uh, would be uh, an intent to control public information, to control media briefings, to control what uh, access media has uh, to information about uh, security arrangements between the two countries. Another 182 people have tested positive for COVID-19, taking Samoa's number of active cases to 1,239. Health authorities say that women make up 58% of community cases, with 15 to 35-year-olds among the worst affected. 97% of community cases are confirmed in Opolu, while Savai has recorded 3% of the total cases. And two sports and more on the Pacific are notched their first major win in the Super Rugby Pacific competition against the Hurricanes over the weekend. Their 24-19 victory holds them in good stead for tomorrow night's big game against the Blues at Eden Park. Moana Pacifica's head coach Aaron Major will name his team at midday today. For more, you can visit pmnnews.co.nz. Thank you, company. That's Lucy of Lucy's Bins. Well, not actually, Lucy. Hi. She's busy. Her bin business is taking off and Carpety is full. Lucy's lovely lavender bins are popping up all over the place and Carpety's at capacity. But if you live in Levin, get in quick as bins are flying out to new customers all the time and you don't want to miss out on the best service. You don't even have to wheel your bin to the curb with Lucy's bins. It's a jolly handy service, especially if you're elderly, infirm or just forgetful. Fill and forget, Lucy's team will take care of that. So, live in locals, don't miss out. Call now, 0508 787 753 and check out their website and Facebook page too. Lucy's Bins, 0508 787 Coast Access Radio weather, courtesy of the Dominion Post. Good morning, Monday 26 to 8. It is a pleasant looking Monday, a few areas of scattered cloud. Otherwise, it's a fine day today. That's the forecast. Morning cloud then fine, light southerlies. Highs in the low 20s today after the 23 fall of in yesterday. And 20 in Carpety, 11 overnight tonight. Rest of the week is dry, partly cloudy in southerlies tomorrow, 22, 23. Same on Wednesday. Fine or fine breaks on Thursday, light winds 21. By Friday, it's the 1st of April, cloudy southeasterlies 21. The odd morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy for Wellington today, fresh southerlies in 17, and again, chance of a shower tomorrow. Morning cloud then fine in Manawatu, 2, southeasterlies fresh for a while, and 19 today. No gale warnings out to sea, but fresh, but not quite gale. The situation, a complex low lies east of Hawke's Bay, directing a strong southeast to southwest flow over the North Island, while the ridge lies over the South Island. From today, the low moves slowly to the northwest and fills. A trough approaches the far south from the west on Wednesday and moves up the lower South Island on Thursday. Near our inshore waters today, just a slight sea with no significant swell. Tide is high, literally right now it's high tide. Low tide 10 to 2 this afternoon. 
Sun's up, it rose at half past seven. It'll be 28 to eight, two minutes later tomorrow. Sunset 20 past seven this evening. Fine day with a bit of a southwesterly in places. It's not too bad with the southwesterly. It's more when it's a southeaster. It gets a bit gusty. Pressure at 1,023, 79% humidity. Pukarua Bay 13, Paikakariki 14, 9.5 for Otaki, 7.5 in Levin, 12 for Foxton and Shannon, 12.5 Wellington City, one or two little showers maybe in town, Waikanae's 13.5 and, and 14 for Poroporomu. <laughs> Traffic's been reasonably busy this morning on the roads, but not busy enough to cause any major delays or disruptions at the moment at Mackay's. So flowing freely through there. No transmission gully not yet open. Hopefully by Thursday. Fingers crossed. We'll see further south. Steady traffic this morning on State Highway 59, south of Paikakariki and Fisherman's Table. Someone needs to give the web camera a good wipe. South of Paikakariki this morning. It's a little messy. Further south, light to moderate traffic at best this morning. One or two little drizzly patches maybe in places. They dry off by the time you get there. Moderate flows going down the gorge at the moment. Moderate coming in from Hutt Valley and Patoni, so not too bad at all. Bit of sunshine through the central North Island desert road area. So roads and highways open, usual roadworks in the usual places like southern end of Arapaipai Road and so on, State Highway 57, and watch the rain as well. Set in for Gisborne and Hawke's Bay. Anything else, let us know, please. Trains pretty much on schedule, though the Capital Connection was two or three minutes late going through. MetLink services pretty much on time out of Waikanae this morning. One or two trains may be disrupted this afternoon again due to staffing restrictions and COVID restrictions and so on. But it looks like we have trains all day. No scheduled bus replacements for maintenance. Local buses, fine. Kapiti Coast Airport Air Chathams. Come and go, been and gone. At Wellington Airport on the big board, looks like everything pretty much on schedule. A couple of slight delays with some arrivals coming in, but the departures at the moment all scheduled to go on time this morning. That's good. And the ferries running to time as well. Commuter information at Coast Access Radio, 22 minutes to 8. We'll check our programs and schedules and Nigel's local sport not too far away. New program coming up from this man starting Friday. You're listening to Todd Zayner for Breakfast on Coast Access Radio, 104.7 FM. Listen out for that. James Eaton is Friday from 7. Making the world go away for an hour.
Yeah, nothing like hearing a bit of Donnie and Marie Osmond first thing. Make the world go away at Coast Access Radio, 19 to 8. Todd Zena for breakfast on this Monday, Monday. The world's getting smaller. Nigel's reading in the paper this morning. There are a lot of good deals at the moment to go overseas, Nigel. Mm, good chance, eh? 592 to Melbourne return or 594 to Sydney return. Oh, but right. I like this uh, New York du- New Direct service. Yeah. Only 1,978 return. That's 16 hours one way. When does that start? Oh, soon. Yeah. Right. August, September. They, mm. I think they said the first flight may be booked out. Right. At the moment. That's not bad. It's not bad. In fact, uh, it's not bad to get to London return. 2,299. Say 2,300 return. Oh, fine. That's not too bad at all. Uh, yeah, I'd like to go, that, go on that direct New York flight. 16 or so hours. Yeah, long so, time, eh? Well, yeah, but... You'd have to walk you know, up and down the aisle a fair few times. But if you were going... Yeah, you would. But if you were going, you know, there anyway, you'd have to stop in Los Angeles and mm. transfer or San Francisco or somewhere like that in the old days. That's right. But these days you can fly direct. Direct. That's yeah. good. And, and you get, get there 15 minutes after you've left here <laughs> on the same day. How does that happen? That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh, some great uh, tours in here. Oh, uh, marvellous. So you're looking at getting away again. Oh, it makes you want to get away, doesn't it? Well, won't be long. Some people tell me to get away. Yeah. I might take them up on the offer. Right. That's amazing, Grace. Thank you. Right, more from Nigel shortly. 18 to 8. Our programs and schedules today is Monday, so Tanya's here with the Monday Morning Morning Show between 8 and 10. Looking forward to that. Our political point of view program, just after 10.30, we, I think we're speaking with Jan Logie. Today, Green MP Jan Logie. Find out just after 10.30. Folk music hour from Access Radio Taranaki. That's always interesting to listen to between midday and one on a Monday. The Bridge Zone from Free FM in Hamilton. Finding out about the popular card game of Bridge. Rob Walker's here with a retro weekly top 40 countdown. Finishing off looking at... I can't remember what year. <laughs> ah, I can't remember... On at three today. Listening room with Ken Young, classic classical music from 4:30. Plus our hot topic. Pete G has our hot topic today. Peter's guest is Carl Weber at seven. Tim Rogers with two hours of great country music. The Tim Rogers Country Show between 7:30 and 9:30, and the retrospect 60s garage punk show. Phil Gray has that for us at 9:30, and then at 11, Supersonic 70s with our Jeff Dorset. Plenty of great programs. More details on the website, coastaccessradio.org.nz. Have a look. Amazing stuff. 18 to... No, 16 to 8 it is. I know what I had to say to you, Nigel. I was watching and I got told about a new program, one of those new channels that started up a week oh, or yeah. two ago. I can't remember what they're called. They've got all sorts of funny names. Mm. But there's the Chase America, the American version of the Chase I mean, I like watching The Chase mm. with Bradley. That'd be hardly very intelligent. What with do you Americans, mean? Americans, isn't it? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. But, <laughs> but it, was yeah. sort of, oh, it, was, it was sort of interesting and sort yeah. of different. They had the guy, the guy who was the chaser um, was Ken Jennings. Now, it may not mean much to anyone, but he's the guy who apparently holds the record on the Jeopardy TV program for the most number of consecutive wins. He won something like $2 million oh. in Jeopardy. Yeah. He got beaten. Right. And for every correct answer on the American chase, you know, they get, you get £1,000 yeah. and so on. Well, the American one, every correct answer, you get $25,000. Yeah. Cheapest. they got more money in America. Yeah, that's dead right. Yeah. Mm. So, Harder questions? Yeah, well, some of them are American biased. Yeah, I would say so. Similarly to yeah. that? You would have a go. Why? 
Well, you got a quiz shows? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't get very far there. Oh, right. I'd say. Okay, good. I could be a chaser, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Seven forty-five, quarter to eight. Right, local sport. Wrapping up what happened for the weekend in just a moment. Thanks to Bohanna Motors. Bohanna Motors Mobile Service Station, twenty-four Main Road, Waikanae, have been serving their community for forty-one years and counting. And it's a service that counts. Whether it's on the forecourt, in the workshop, or in store, the team at Bohanna Motors will keep you moving. They pump diesel, ninety-eight, ninety-one have rock gas, LPG vehicle and bottle fill service. They stock Century vehicle batteries, tyre sales and repairs, an MTA approved workshop and warrant of fitness inspections, a convenience store and even trailer hire too. For forecourt friendliness, car care and the extra mile with a smile, stop at Bohanna Motors, keeping the service in service station. Phone 293 6455. And a bit of local sport to tell us about from the weekend. Mm, there is indeed. And cricket news in the Waikanae Park was ablaze with cricket on Saturday. In the final of the Horofanua Kapiti Senior Second 15, 45 over match was a short affair between Otaki and Paraparaumi Second 11. Otaki batting first were all out for just 47 in the 18th over. Yes, that's right, just 47. Top scorers was extra with 17. Next best, K Prentice, who was run out for 10. And bowling for Paraparumi, Jahav took 4 for 8 off 7 overs, and Majotra 4 for 12 off 2.5 overs. And Paraparumi, in reply, made the target 49 for the loss of no wickets. Pashby, 28 not out, and Saini, 11 not out, extras 10. In the final of the President's 40-over games, a battle of two Paraparaumu President's teams, the Paraparaumu Medical Centre team, saw the third 11 succeed at Waikanae Park on the artificial wicket. And Paraparaumu third 11, batting first, made 172 all out in the 38th over. Dan McLean, 36, Scott Hunt, 50, Amoth Shindy, 23. A great stint of bowling from Paraparaumu's Michael Strawbridge, who took 6 for 23 off 8 overs. Ben Kate, 2 for 32 off 6. And Paraparaumi President's team could not achieve the target, being all out in the 33rd over for 112. Greg McArdle, 28. Jimmy Ringrose, 20. Richard Corkin, top scorers. And bowling for th- uh, the third 11, Verinda Sharma took 3 for 25 off 6 overs, 2 each to Una Kashanen and Clough and McGowan. And in rugby, the Horofanua Kapiti Rugby Football Union have put out their Rams-Botham Cup draw with the first games this coming Saturday. Seven teams in the Premier Division, which means bye each week. Games this Saturday, Rahui playing Shannon, Otaki Domain, Levin Wanderers playing Paraparaumu, Levin Domain, and Foxton playing Waikanae Eastern Park. Levin College All Boys the bye. There will be 14 rounds with the semi-finals the 23rd of July and the finals the 30th of July. And the senior reserve schedule will be released Friday 22nd of April, one week before the kickoff. Golf, Paraparaumi men's golf team playing the Wellington Interclub competition had the bye on Saturday but remain in contention to win the seven-round competition. That's because Shannon are leading with 45, Paraparaumi 41 and a big gap back to the rest. Shandon were very lucky to master it and they won eight games to seven. In the Waikanae Cup, Paraparaumi got a a shake-up against Royal Wellington. They lost 11.5 to 3.5. And in racing, the Railway Hotel Otaki Racing Selectors, we will say, had one of our poorest returns for some months. Oh. We just managed two first, four seconds, three thirds, and two Quinellas, giving a good return for your investments if you had those two thirds. The Tuhuranika meeting yesterday was abandoned due to consistent heavy rain during the week, with the track inspected by the RIB considered to be unsafe. That's your local sports news. Thanks to Bohanna Motors here in Wakanai. Mm, good stuff. Oh, good to hear Jimmy Ringrose's name in the President's. 
final. Yeah. He's been playing forever. Has he? Jimmy, old, good old Jimmy. Yeah. Just keep adding on to his score each time he goes out, does I think he? so. <laughs> no, he's a very good player. Oh, is he? Jimmy, yeah. He made 20. Yeah, no, he's still yeah. very well. Yeah. Really, very good. Richard Corkin, that's a well-known name, isn't it? Yep, indeed. Yeah. Yep, you know you know him from uh, computing ah, right, yeah. world and so on. Yeah. yeah. Web Genius. Web Genius had yeah. their virtual run yesterday. Oh, did they? Yes. I thought they were doing it on, on different dates. But they... Well, you can do it anywhere between yesterday and the 20-something this month. Oh, I see. Oh, starting... I spoke to a lean judge on Friday. Right. And they'd raised 17,000 corporate mm-hmm. money. Expecting somewhere around about the 22,000, just a little ah, less than normal. But yeah, right. you can do it any time between now and I think it's the end of this month or beginning of next month. I was asleep. Yeah. Not that you put me to sleep. I just, you know, you have no, to sleep okay. sometimes Good. when you work all night. Yeah, sure. Ah, it happens. Yeah. Radio. Uh, today's word of the day then? Interesting word. Inchoate. Inchoate. I-N-C-H-O-A-T-E. Really? Inchoate. Inchoate. Means imperfectly formed or formulated. I look across the desk. Imper- imperfectly. imperfectly formed or formulated. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, Toddy, not you. Who, who's perfect anyway? Why, well, hey, I'm a Taranaki boys. Oh, yeah. Not yet completed or fully developed. Gosh, you've got a long way to go. <laughs> Rudimentary yeah. or just begun. Yeah. Or not organised. Lacking order. I'd be the, look, I'd be the right weight if I was nine <laughs> foot three. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. Yeah, it's an unusual word, isn't it? Inchoate, not yet completed or fully developed, rudimentary, yeah. or just begun, not organised, lacking order. Inchoate. So inchoate comes from inchoeri, which means to start work on, but in Latin but <laughs> translate literally as to hitch up. Like, okay. like Transmission Gully. I like Transmission Gully. That's opening this week, so we'll be right. Theoretic. So that's the word today, inchoate, I-N-C-H-O-A-T-E. Sounds like chocolate, doesn't it? C-H-O-C-A. Yeah, all right. Mm, all right, Good. very perfect. All right, thank you. Nigel Hopkins, always perfect with his word of the day and local sport and everything else, Coast Access Radio. Nine minutes to eight. Yes, lots of anniversaries to tell you about. No birthdays, but lots of anniversaries on this 28th of March. Have those. What? We know why. We know why. What do you mean we know why? Well, why would we know? Yeah, way back in those years, the old years, it was Easter weekend. Oh, probably mm. was, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, all right. Right. Oh, good. Good. <clears throat> we'll check in just a moment. Buying a new home or an investment property? You'll need a lawyer. Best Practice can help you. Buying your first home? Those KiwiSaver forms can be tricky to fill out. You'll need a lawyer. Best Practice can help you. Selling a property or subdividing? You'll need a lawyer for that too. Best Practice can help you. Hi, it's Trish here from Best Practice Lawyers. You will love working with the best team because we know what we're doing and we get results. Call us now. Eight minutes to eight it is, Coast Access Radio. It is Monday, the last Monday of the month, the 28th of March. And yes, a lot of these today. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my and you reckon you know why, Nigel? You've worked it out. Worked it out, eh? Yep. Yep. And the reason being? Well, 52 years ago, and most of these cases are 50 years ago, these anniversaries, aren't they? Thereabouts? Well, some it was Easter. Oh, it was Easter. Yeah. Now, we've heard from Irene, Irene Good. Max and Irene yeah. are celebrating their 52nd, 52 oh, years. congratulations. And it was Easter. Irene's confirmed, yes, it was an Easter <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Oh, on this date. So oh that's great, isn't it? Yeah. They got married somewhere up in Gisborne, didn't they? Or somewhere in Gisborne. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've written it somewhere, but yeah. I can't read your writing. No, but most probably. 52 years. Well done. Isn't, mm. that, isn't that wonderful? I wonder if Max will go to work today. 
That might be the present for Irene. <laughs> Bring back something nice and bright and shiny like a new wheelbarrow mm. or a chainsaw. Or an electric car. Yeah. yeah. So Max and Irene Good in Levin celebrating their 52nd wedding anniversary. That's great, isn't it's it? not bad, is it? That's pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. Now, not to be outdone, exactly the same date, Yes. Dennis and Diane Goff. Oh, my goodness. Celebrating their 52nd yeah. wedding anniversary as well. Yeah, I was talking to Dennis. He runs the Paraparaimi Beach Bowling Club's uh, cafe there and there. Oh, does but, he? Yeah, he makes beautiful scones. Oh, date and cheese scones. Beautiful. And, and Diana, uh, well, yeah. we used to see Diana, you know, for years and years. Diana's Lotto. Lotto shop at yeah. Diana's Lotto. Yeah, congratulations. How many years? 52? Yeah, Dennis and Diana, 52. <laughs> Same as Max and Irene. Mm. That's marvellous. Mm. Marvellous. And not to be outdone again, it's Dave and Debbie Key's wedding anniversary. Oh, Is it Dave their 35th Keys. wedding well, anniversary today? Uh, uh, that was probably an Easter Saturday as well. Oh, my goodness. 35 years ago. Yeah. May well have been. Yeah. So congratulations. If you know... Dave and Debbie Key in Levin, Dennis and Diana Goff, and Max and Irene Good. So, anniversaries today. That's pretty good. It's it's good going, isn't it? 28th of March. If you're having your birthday today, I can tell you a few people celebrating birthdays, including Vince Vaughan, the actor. It's pretty exciting. 52. Mm. Michael Parkinson. Remember him on TV? He was good. He was great, wasn't he? He was great. Born in the state, 87. Mm. Years ago, former English cricket captain Nasser Hussain. He's here at the moment doing commentary for the right. Cricket World Cup. Yeah. He's 52. Knows his stuff. Yeah. Not out. Yeah. The woman who plays Berta in Two and a Half Men. He didn't get the, it. He didn't get it at all. What? 54 I not just out. Said it was, yeah, not he's, out. He's yeah, killed around. Yeah, right. Good. Yeah. The woman who played Berta in Two and a Half Men, Conchita Farrell, was born on this date 79 years ago. The Italian artist Raphael. Anyone else? It's not really that much. Uh, not it. very many, but if I said Derek Jules, Gaspard, Ulrich, Niven, Van den Bogard, oh. he'd be better known as Dirk Bogard. Do you Dirk remember him? Bogard. He was born this day in 1921. Yeah. Yeah, he was born this day. You know, there's very few notable people. Today, Mr. Mr. Perfect was born on this date in 1958. <laughs> he-, he was a wrestler, Kurt Henning. Oh, right. Yep, and I've got one musical person right. as well I've found somewhere, so I'll play a little bit of her music. Yeah. Very few, though, isn't there, today? Yeah, Frank Lovejoy. Remember Frank Lovejoy? No. No, that's okay. He was an actor, House of Wax. Oh, right. Okay. Well, quick check of this date in history. Then, for the 28th of March, there was a big earthquake <coughs> in Indonesia, an 8.7 earthquake on this date in 2005. Uh, the United States' worst nuclear accident happened on this date in 1979 in Pennsylvania, Three Mile Island. No, can't remember that one. I remember Three Mile Island. No. Three Mile Island is a bit like Chernobyl. All right. Is it still there or is it blown to pieces? Yeah, it's now Ten Mile right. Island. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still there Yeah. Uh, in this state. Uh, Constantinople became Istanbul on this date, 1930. There's mm. a song about that, isn't there? Mm, I've been to Constantinople. Have you? Yep. Have you really? Mm. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Virginia Woolf died. She actually committed suicide the... Novelist and critic, this date 1941. Peter off the actor, died on this date in 2004. And the Oscars, this date 1973. Did you know this? Marlon Brando refused to accept his Best Actor Oscar for his partner Godfather because he said he was unhappy how the American film industry portrayed Native American Indians. Oh. The Oscars today. Right. Too. Is he still around? Marlon, Marlon Brando? Brando? No. Long, long since. Okay. 
John. And the first washing machine was patented on mm. this date in 1797. Nathan Neil Briggs patented that. Oh, Did right. you know that? No. You know, 1891, the first World Championship for amateur weightlifters was held in London. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, and Bradley A. Fisk of Washington patented a microfilm reading device back in 1922. I thought that was quite famous, actually. Oh, the yeah. microfilm. It was microfilm, yeah. microfiche. I remember looking yeah. at all that sort of stuff. Raymond Burr, and TV movie titled Ironside on this day in 1967. Uh-huh. Oh. And the Blue Suede. Remember the group, the Blue Suede? Blue Suede. They received a gold record for the single Hook. On a feeling, I like that song. It's a nice one. Ooga chaga, ooga, ooga, ooga chaga. That's it. You might have been part of the group. 1981, the group Blondie, Mm -hmm. featuring Debbie Harry, received a gold record for the tune Rapture. You might be playing that today, will you? No. And Phil Collins announced his departure from the group Genesis to strike out on his own this day in 1996. There's a bit of recent history. Oh, fantastic. All right. right. I should mention this, though. Radio Caroline... Debuted as the first pirate radio station to broadcast off the coast of England on this day. Oh, was it? Oh, really? March the 28th. Ah, what year? Uh, 1922. No, let's just see. 19... Uh, wouldn't it have been 1922, I wouldn't no, have thought. Probably uh, 1962? I'm not sure of the exact... 1964. Oh, right. Gosh. Combination of rock music and lively disc jockey Patty played to a huge audience in Great Britain. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's exciting. So where did they start up? Patty and Co.? It was about 1961, 62, oh, wasn't it? Radio Halraki. Radio Halraki, that was part yeah. of it. Yeah, that was so about, no, it was in the 67, 68. Was it a little after? Yeah. So this was 64. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that's what right. sort of brought that around. Good. Mm. Yeah, oh, there you go. Thank you. There you go. Always interesting today in history and happy anniversary. And one musical birthday, only one I can really find today, is the country, no, country singer oh. Reba McIntyre. It's her birthday today. She is 67. Mm. And I'm just going, who's that? No idea. Well, you can yeah, hear. Yeah, I know Reba McIntyre. Oh, you know her, do you? Yeah. Personally? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll play a little bit of Reba McIntyre to take us to the news. Then Tanya is here to take over, bring some sanity to the radio. Have a good day. Stay well. Talk to you tomorrow. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.